0: Welcome to this pilot episode of Groove Therapy, a new podcast that explores the effects of live music on our brains, bodies, and our lives. My name is Dr. Leah Taylor, and I am joined here by my fabulous co host, Tara Lee Weathers. And on this first episode, we wanted to give our listeners an opportunity to get to know us a little bit better as your hosts and tell you a little bit about the work that we do in the world, which may be a little bit different than most health and wellness experts. We also talk about how we met and what the experience of live music means to us. So we are so excited to have you here. We are going to be right back in just a moment, and we are a proud partner of the Osiris Podcast Network. Hi,
1: how's it going? It's going good. I'm missing live music, but besides that, life has been pretty good.
0: Why don't you start us off with just introducing yourself and a little bit about your background and what you do professionally?
1: Yes. So, hi. i my name is Tara Lee Weathers, and I live in Burlington, Vermont, with my husband, who is super awesome. I love him so much, and so. I went to Arizona State University and I graduated in 2000. I majored in dance when I was there. And I just, it was was awesome. I loved that whole experience. And then after college, I was dancing professionally and choreographing. I had a stint where I was a cheerleader for the New Jersey Nets and I would tumble for the New York Knicks. And then I had this one game where I flipped across the entire basketball court. Landed, everyone cheered, and then I pivoted, and my ACL tore. Mm -hmm. And I fell to the ground and had to crawl off the court, and I was on the jumbotron, and everyone's going, oh, and I'm about to get run over, like be cheerleader roadkill by other people doing flips, and this tiny guy comes. There's, like, all these huge people everywhere, but this tiny man comes and scoops me up and is, like, shaking as he's trying to carry me off the court. And, yeah, I found out I tore my ACL, which I thought at the time was – the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life, because everything that I did in that moment was physical. I was doing that. I was dancing for Ballet Total Fitness, the gym as well, and I was choreographing plays, and I was dancing in some other companies. So I just really thought my life was over. But what I realized, not right away, it took me a long time, was that my knee tearing was like a huge blessing, because first I was getting older. I was the oldest woman on the team by like five years. I wasn't able to do what I was doing forever. I mean, flipping across a basketball court like day in and day out, it's really taxing on the body. So after that, before I went to this nutrition school, I was always getting chronic sinus infections all the time. I was just sick all of the time. And so they told me that I had to get surgery and this was in 2000. So actually this must've been before. I was still working on it because it took me a while to figure it all out. But They told me that I had to get surgery and I said, well, could it have anything to do with what I eat? And they (laughs) said, no, you need to have surgery. And I said, okay, well, give me a month and I'm going to try some things and see what happens.
0: Hmm.
1: So I completely cut dairy and gluten out of my diet and I haven't had a sinus infection since. Mm -hmm. And it's been like about 20 years, I think now. And I barely get sick and um, I stayed really healthy. So I was super intrigued. I still was not healthy because I was going to all the fast food restaurants and getting hamburgers without the bun. <laughs> and, and like, I, just, I wasn't, I didn't know. I never heard of what kale was. I didn't know the difference between a whole grain. I just didn't know anything, but I knew that I was feeling so much better, even though I was still eating like crap. And I wanted to help other people because I was like, I didn't need to have surgery. Maybe you wouldn't have to have surgery for something too. Like maybe- diet really does have something to do with the things that, that you're dealing with. And so I signed up to go to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, where I earned my health coaching certification. I ended up working for the school for a while and coaching their new students. And um, I really changed my life and my mindset. And I don't know, from there, I started the Healthy Hippie magazine. I don't know if anybody out there remembers it, um, but it was a really fun magazine we'd handed out at festivals. I wrote these Healthy Hippie tips that I shared with everyone, and it was really fun. Then from there, it kind of evolved because I was like, you know, I really don't like having to harass people all the time for their artwork for things and their articles, and I was just responsible for a lot of things. I had to hand out 10,000 magazines, not just me. We had a lot of people helping And so we just decided that we didn't want to do that anymore. But I was like, okay, so then how can I still bring this health and magic and like the feeling that I feel when I'm at live music into my everyday. So it kind of ebbed and flowed and evolved. And I did a lot of things that failed and (laughs) and succeeded as an entrepreneur. Eventually it just became like very clear that my life's work and my What I really love doing is helping people to figure out how to bring that live music magic into their everyday experience. And so I wrote a book about it and I have online coaching programs and I lead retreats. And um, What's the
0: name of your book?
1: It is called How to Rock Your Life. And then it's Maintain the Magic of Live Music in Your Everyday Experience. And we'll definitely be talking more about the premise of the book throughout this podcast. And it has a lot to do with the science and things and the research that you know. So I'm also, we'll probably talk and dive into that more later, but I'm so happy that I'm doing this with you because for listeners, some people are going to be a lot like me and some people are going to be a lot like you and some people are going to be a combination of the two, but no matter what, they're going to learn a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited for that. So I think that talks about who I am and where I came from and and what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, I kind of cut you off by asking you the name of the book. And uh, I think you were probably talking about your retreats, which I know is also a big thing of what you offer.
1: Yeah, um, my retreats are called Rocking Life Retreats. And I do all I do them in all different ways. So I partner with musician Haley Jane. And for those, those are wild women retreats. And I hold those near and dear to my heart. It's always It's just so special getting together with a bunch of women that all have like, we all come from different backgrounds and different places. But then when you're there, you realize that you've all, we've all been through like so many things that are similar to each other. Mm -hmm. And so it's a really supportive, beautiful environment. And I do songwriters retreats with Ryan Montbleu and and that's incredible too. And there's such talent that comes and then people have never written a song before. And then all of a sudden they're writing songs. And actually I have a hip hop duo with my husband, the middle ages, and we wrote one of our first songs at a songwriter retreat. Hmm. Uh, so we were empowered to write our own music. And then I do my own rocking life retreats. Um, I've done a bunch in Costa Rica with Ryan Montblou also. And then this past one, um, I partnered with some local musicians that lived in Costa Rica to have a local music experience and it's kind of like a boot camp of what it's like to live the way that I live.
0: Yay well you are doing very important work in the world and I'm so happy to be here with you.
1: Yay I'm so grateful to be with you too and these listeners are like like I'm so happy that we're doing this so I can go back and listen to the podcast over and over too so it can like evolve and change my life too. So I want to hear about, now that I just blabbed about myself for a long time, I would love to hear about you and your background yeah, and what you do professionally.
0: Yeah, I grew up in North Carolina. I actually live in California now in the East Bay and, but I was born and raised in North Carolina. I went to school there. I got a degree in psychology because I'm just super interested in human behavior and specifically the relationships between people. I love to like watch people in relationships. It's really interesting to me. But when I finished college, I didn't, re- I was kind of turned off by the whole research aspect and primarily like experimental kind of thing. I just didn't see myself being in a lab. So I took some time off, moved to Colorado, lived the ski bum life for a little while, and then knew that I wanted to go back to school to get my master's and decided to go back for counseling. So moved to California, ended up getting my master's here in counseling in somatic psychology because uh, I had found live music at that point. I started seeing fish when I was a freshman in college and really got into the whole jam band scene and was um, just kind of in love with and enamored by the fact that I could go to this place that I could feel more like myself than ever before and be surrounded by amazing people and come back into my body, even though most of the time I wasn't totally there because I was partying a lot at that time. But uh, I knew there was something there. And so I knew I wanted to help people because I had just kind of like always been a helper when I was younger. I was like the person that everybody would come to for advice and just like come to to be listened to. And so I went into counseling, but with the emphasis in somatic, knowing that we don't just have a mind that we're working with, we also have a body that is included too and how important that was. And really the importance of that... I found out about it through the live music experience by dancing to live music and knowing that like, as I was dancing to live music, something amazing was happening and I just always felt amazing afterwards. So I got my master's in counseling psychology and then after that decided to pursue a PhD in mind, body medicine. That was just kind of like another kind of forward aspect into putting it all together I I'm a Sagittarius I don't know if that has anything to do with it but Sagittarians are like the truth seekers in the zodiac so I feel like I'm constantly like seeking the truth and always trying to figure out exactly what is happening and and let's get really down to like the nitty-gritty of this Um, probably why I love ACDC bags so much as a song.
1: That makes so much sense. And I'm a Gemini and that's why I'm like, let's play why we make so much sense together for this podcast. It's definitely because you're a Sagittarius 100%. So
0: yeah, I decided to pursue a, a PhD in mind, body medicine to learn more about the science behind things, uh, as my truth seeker self. At that time, I had also, I had had my son, who is nine years old now. And so I had a young son, he was like two and a half when I started, started my schooling. And it was funny, because my, my perception of what I was going to do before I became a mom was totally different than what ended up happening. Because I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a job. And I'm going to work for an agency. And I'm going to bang out these hours. And I'm going to earn a lot of money. And then I had my son right after I graduated. And so I took a little bit of time off to be home with him. And after that, my values were totally different. And so I ended up doing this internship at the Institute for Health and Healing in San Francisco, which I had looked at before, but you actually had to pay them for the internship and you didn't get paid. And that was not, that did not align with my values pre baby. But after I was like, you know, I actually want less hours that I'm working and more really aligned with what I'm really interested in, which health and healing has always been something that I've been excited about. So I did that in the hospital and I learned guided imagery and expressive arts with hospital patients. And at that time became really clear that I wanted to pursue my PhD in mind, body medicine. Ended up doing that and basing my dissertation research on the experience of live music. And I didn't know that was going to happen, and I wasn't expecting that to happen, but I'm so glad that that happened, and it's just part of my journey of, like, coming more and more into myself and into my values. And so I interviewed eight different people and asked them about their experience of live music in general to, again, get really down to the nitty gritty of what is happening in this experience. And I was able to take my own experience into account as well through the research method that I use. And so I spent a year really diving into the research in multi-disciplines that related to live music because actually there isn't a lot of research on live music from a listener's perspective, which was really exciting for me because as a researcher, you wanna find the gaps that are right because it doesn't make any sense to research something that somebody's done a hundred times like you want to do something that is new and novel and is showing something that hasn't been shown but also as a researcher you want to have a little bit of foundation to be able to draw from so i was in a great position there was there was some research that had been done in the last five to ten years on audiences but primarily from like a a monetary standpoint like why do people come to music how do we learn what that is so that we can give them more of that so we can make more money <laughs> in doing that and mine was more from a health perspective like how can we look at this experience from as an integrative health practice as i absolutely believe that it is and you know if we think about it we've been using song and dance and music since the beginning of time for healing and we have just come so far away from that so it drives me crazy that most people think of it as a recreational activity. And especially now here we are where, you know, of course musicians are not touring and venues are not making any money. And all of the people that put all of their time and energy into this practice are not getting paid and are not getting any support. And I'm just like now more than ever, this, this, activity, this amazing thing that we love to experience needs to be shown for the spiritual, the health practice, the important thing that it is. So that's a little bit about me and what I do professionally. So it's kind of twofold. I have a clinical practice where I actually work and at an integrated pain clinic. um, And I work with pain patients and I teach them integrative techniques on how to effectively manage their pain without medication so i get to teach them things like meditation and mindful movement and a lot of relaxation techniques and also i teach psychology class about how your thoughts influence your emotions and behavior and things like that Uh, so that's really fun and then i also teach sometimes for saybrook university which is the university that I graduated from. I teach other students coming in in mind body medicine and for my passion and soul work I am um, creating this really exciting membership for um, fans of live music that are in the helping professions so like nurses and therapists and doctors and people like that that really need support right now as the world is really so turbulent and the need is really rising, but our activity that we use to go and release and recharge and um, kind of shake off is not available to us. So I'm putting together a really exciting resource for people to use to come and tap in and to recharge and refill so that they can take it back out into their communities and do the work that they love to do in the world. Um, And I also teach Embodied Groove, which is a live music movement class designed to help people really get the benefits of moving to live music and a a more just kind of bringing consciousness to it. And so to give them all the feels that they might be missing, especially at this time. So I'm doing it virtually now without live musicians, but it's been a lot of fun. So that's a little bit about me.
1: Yay. Well, you are one badass goddess mama jama. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: let's talk next about a little bit about what brought us together. Do you remember how we, my story of how I got to know you is probably, I don't know if you even know how I found out about you.
1: I don't know. Can you start first? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd love to.
0: Um, I can't remember where I was. You know, I think I had actually taken a solo fish trip by myself. It was like the summer of two thousand and. Gosh, I want to say 15, but it might have been 16. And uh, I just like got this bee in my bonnet that I needed to see more fish than I was scheduled to see, which was only one show at Shoreline. So usually we get at least two, if not three shows out here in, in California in the SF Bay area, but we only got one show at Shoreline. And it was at the beginning of the tour, which sometimes at the beginning of the tour, you know, sometimes they take a little while to warm up. But that summer in particular, like they just came out of the gates and it was so good. And I remember being at that show and I was like, oh my God, I have to see more fish this summer. So I had a trip planned to North Carolina where I'm from. And it just so happened to line up with a a Raleigh show and then two Merriweather shows. And those were like my venues because I went to school in Wilmington. So I would always do Raleigh, Walnut Creek, and then I'd go to Merriweather because I had a friend that lived in Maryland, and so we do that together. So I decided to extend my trip and do that. And as I did that, I picked up A Surrender to the Flow, and I was reading it, and I saw something that you had written. And I just like so, uh, it's so aligned with everything that I loved. I was like, oh my God, who is this Tara Lee Weathers woman? Like, I need to know more of her. So that's how you came on my radar. And then I just kind of started watching what you were doing and being inspired by your work. And uh, eventually I got in touch with you and, and then we became friends and, and now here we are.
1: Oh, that's such a lovely story. <laughs> and I loved writing those articles for Surrender the Flow. I was so thankful that I had that avenue to be able to deliver Um, What I wanted to say there, and like you never know if anyone reads your personal article or cares or resonates. So it's so nice whenever somebody tells you that it resonated with them or or had a positive influence on their life. And so I'm so happy that you found that. And then now that we're friends, and now we have a podcast together, it's all making sense. And magic is so normal. And I'm so grateful. Yeah. So, but I don't like I don't know specific. I don't have a specific memory of how I came across you I think it's from one of your best friends Erin
0: because
1: I knew her from my nutrition school that I went to from IIN and she would constantly tell me that I need to meet you (laughs) so I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that's the connection
0: yeah I think it, it was probably that and then I probably contacted you yeah and here we are a few years later so, which leads us to like, why are we here? Why are we creating this podcast in this community right now? Why is this so important?
1: Cause it is.
0: <laughs> Cause it is, bam. Cause it
1: is. That's so an answer I would say. And then what's your answer?
0: <laughs> yes. Let me get detailed about this. <laughs> Because uh, the world needs us now more than ever, is my thought. So it's like, you know, I think what we're doing is really different because we're talking about health, hugs, and rock and roll, right? And like, I just watched the, the, this documentary about um, White Snake, is what's coming to me. It was not White Snake, it was. Not Def Leppard or Poison. No,
1: uh, Motley Crue. Skidrow. Motley Crue. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> it was
0: a, it was a, uh, I guess based upon their book that they wrote together. Um, so I just watched it on Netflix last weekend, and I was, you know, just like. It's just so sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? Yeah, like, that's exactly what they were doing, which you know is fun, and um, I certainly
1: had my share of that. But uh, yeah, I, but it's not sustainable if you want to be raging shows until you're ninety. Like you're not going to make it if you're sex, drugging, and rock and rolling.
0: That's right. That's absolutely right, and. You know, I think that's where we come in and especially as females in the scene, like I love, I love that too, just from a a mama kind of aspect, you know, like how can we really care for the community and, and keep us raging into old age and thriving? So I think there's a need for like the really focusing in on the health aspects of this. And like I was saying before, I think it's important for all of society to know that, to know how important it is. But I also realize that not all of society is gonna be listening to this podcast because they just-
1: What? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Because they don't
0: know that they should be. (laughs) Um,
1: Well, everyone who's listening, tell all your friends and their (laughs) friends and their friends and their parents to listen to us.
0: Well, and you know what's really funny actually, I have had people that I've interviewed that I interviewed for my dissertation and other friends that you know find out about kind of what I'm talking about and what I love to write about and research about which is the health benefits of rock and roll and live music and they're like you know I told my mom about this and I'm so happy to be able to have something that I can show her so that I can say look mom there's a reason that I'm spending all of this money and all of this time following this band or these bands around and it really is important and they're so grateful to be able to have that resource. So yeah, this actually could be a resource for your moms or your dads or your uncles or or whoever, you know, and some people, I know some of you out there are, are not gonna care what other people think. And then maybe some of you, you know, might wanna send an episode or two to your parents to say, hey, listen, this this is real. and And this has been going on since the beginning of time and it's important and it's really important that we bring it back especially right now, because, you know, I think we can both agree that we feel a tremendous amount of love and positive emotions when it comes to live music. And I think we can also agree that the world needs that now more than ever.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And another part too, is that a lot of times people think that it's just a bunch of people like raging and partying and Mm -hmm. like sex, drugs, and rock and roll at Mm -hmm. all this shows and and for me, that's not the, I mean, like we said, it has been the case before, but now it's not the case anymore. And I like coined a term conscious partying and we'll be talking a lot about that. And it's really important because that live music experience is such an important medicinal, spiritual experience. And if you're out of it, you're not going to get the greatest benefits. And so that doesn't necessarily, it could mean being completely sober, but it also could mean Consciously partying and with the choices that you're making and making choices and things that you're doing on purpose to almost like elevate how much the show and the experience can then be integrated into your everyday life.
0: Totally. I know. And it's funny because I think even before I heard you use that term, I was using the term conscious consumption. Yes. And it's like how can you consciously you know determine what you want to consume in a way that yeah elevates the experience enhances the experience. Well, what can listeners expect to hear from us?
1: Yeah. Well, so in every episode I'm going to be offering a tip and it's called the Daily Jam. Um we have a different guest on every episode and so they we just have a lovely conversation with them and then when it's over then Leah will talk about what she does. And then from that, I take the daily jam. And that is something that you can do every day to infuse the feeling of whatever it is that we're talking about and the research backs to be able to live your best life and to really use that live music experience. Or even during this time, how do you use like, maybe it's meditation or yoga or whatever it is to get you to feel the way that you feel at shows, the live music show feelings. And then it's an actual practical tip to be able to do every day to change your life. And usually I like coming up with really simple things that don't like turn your life upside down that you can just add into what you're already doing. Mm -hmm. So then you can really experience the change that way.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So Tara Lee's Daily Jam, and I'm going to be bringing a segment called Did You Know? there will be an interview on every episode. So Tara Lee and I are going to come together with our friends from the music industry. So musicians, people that work in the industry. Uh, We're also going to pull in integrative mental health and health experts, which I'm super excited about, kind of like cross pollinate across uh, different disciplines and have them come in and and specifically things that I have seen to be paralleled to the live music experience but haven't really been talked about as far as live music. Although it's really funny, I'll listen to a lot of researchers that I pay attention to like Rick Hansen or Shauna Shapiro, uh, Kelly McGonigal and, and people like that. And so many of them will talk about music And just like as a general, well, of course you will experience this in music. And I'm like, yeah, of course you will experience it in music. So why don't we talk about this a little bit more? Let's not just like offhand it, you know, like, of course you will. Well, let's talk about this and let's give it some merit to what it deserves. So there will always be an interview interview then there will be the segment of Tara Lee's Daily Jam. And I'm going to bring to you, did you know, so that I'll highlight something that comes out of the interview and just kind of wrap it up with a little bit of research so that any of you guys who are like me that are really curious about getting down to the nitty gritty of things and really kind of having it make sense in your mind so that you know a little bit more, you'll be able to do that with that too.
1: Yeah. And if you're like me, that getting to the nitty gritty isn't necessarily of like utmost important, but I love that it like validates everything that I believed when you're saying these things and that this is actually what your brain does and this is why it does it. And I'm like, oh, and it, and it really changes like how I think and feel on a daily basis from what you have shared and how that's like making my brain better.
0: Mm Mm-hmm yeah that's really awesome that's also some feedback that i've gotten from the people that i've talked about or interviewed for my research it's like i think about what i talked about to you while i'm in that experience and it actually helps to deepen the experience even more which i love because i i think if i could say anything about the work that i do it's really about bringing consciousness to the live music experience and, you know, bringing ourselves more consciously to it, but then also looking at it in a way that might be just a little bit different. I mean, obviously, we all know how important it is, because we're all doing it, maybe not so much right now, but we can't wait until we can do it again. So we don't, we don't need to know that. But we might need to know, it enough to validate it for ourselves because I certainly know that there was a time in my life where I didn't put as much value on it because I just like so much of society felt like well I'm just going to party what what you know like what's the importance of that although certainly fun and being silly and playing is really important especially as adults but yeah it was like you know people see it as like oh you're going to the druggie band and all of that, which oh just yeah. rubs me the wrong way. I but No,
1: you're like, <laughs> no, I'm going to get my medicine. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <gasps> yes.
0: So to um just kinda end this, I think it it would be cool for our listeners to hear kind of about what what does live music mean to us? What do you think about when you think about the live music experience? What do you love so much about it?
1: Yeah. So I actually have thought about this a lot in my life because when I, I was kind of living this double life of live music, me like, or show me and adulting me. And I was like, okay, well, what, like, why am I spending all my money and traveling all over the world? Like, what is it? Like, I could be using that for anything, anywhere, but like, why am I choosing? And I didn't even have a lot of money. Like I would be like scraping things up or I'd be volunteering and or about like, why was this so worth it to me? And so I realized that there was these like feelings that I was feeling when I was at a show and I always felt extreme levels of bliss. I felt extremely present. I felt very connected and I was super expressed in so many ways. And so once I was able to identify those feelings of why I was going to shows, I was like, okay, so if that's how I feel a show, how can I start to feel like that every day. And so when I go to a show, it reminds me of like, okay, these are the feelings. And then I'm able to access that at any time because the way that I feel at a show, I can feel it when I'm at home or I'm in a funk or I'm in a difficult situation. Like how can I feel more present, expressed, connected, and bliss in this moment? And I'm constantly asking myself that question and doing things daily. Like when I'm in the shower, put on music and dance around and feel a state of bliss and to feel more connected, just like meditating or putting my hand in my heart and taking a couple of deep breaths when I'm at a red light or something like that. To feel expressed, I call and talk to friends and tell them how I'm feeling or I dress crazy. And I wasn't always able to like wear whatever I wanted because I have a regular job for a little bit. But you know, under there, I had like tie-dye panties and like <laughs> glitter on my belly or something <laughs> like that that no one could see. And so I felt that the, the music was how I was able to access those feelings easily. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it just means everything to me. It's like my medicine and my way of being intentional in life. Like I really learned that from live music and then I was able to bring that into my daily life. And so that's, I said like now we haven't had music for so long and I'm still doing those things. And I think that's why I'm still like thriving and feeling really good, even though I am also at the same time really sad and devastated that there's Mm -hmm. not, big live music show is happening right now, but I'm feeling okay because I'm, I'm still using those feelings because I know what it feels like. Mm -hmm. Like I am lucky enough to have gone to a show and like that feeling when the lights go down right before Mm -hmm. the band plays their first note and we all look around and we're excited. Like I, I know what that feels like. And so I can still like channel and feel that in my daily life. Yeah. So I think, I don't know if that explains exactly what it means to me, but
0: (laughs) I think it did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think those uh, feelings are so important. And when you were just talking about the the feeling that you get when the uh, the lights go down and I did a, a guided imagery about that. I don't know if you've checked it out, but it's called Recharge and it's on my website, um, embodiedgroove.com because anybody who has been there and has experienced that knows what that feeling feels like and as you know you know you can bring yourself back there and you can and you know as as just the science anything that we think about in our mind our body experiences too so of course it's best to use that to our highest ability right to create positive changes in our body because we certainly experience it enough on the low level stress or high level stress that we think about all the time But how can we use that medicine by just thinking about that, the lights going down and oh my gosh, getting goosebumps, you know, when, when that happens and the band coming out on stage. So to put together that resource to provide um, people with the opportunity to be able to experience it over and over again. And for a lot of people, and maybe you can relate to this, our listeners, uh, it's difficult to bring yourselves to that point because your mind can be so full of so many other things. And so it's really helpful to have a guide to be able to walk you through that. So if anybody's interested in, in feeling those emotions, again, please go check that out at embodiedgroove.com and, and grab your recharge that you can use whenever you need it. Woohoo! Yeah. So bliss, presence, connection, and expressed. I love that. And that you've been able to really um, because I know that that is a lot of your work. It's like really getting clear on those feelings. And and how do you because you don't just teach this to other people like you absolutely live this in your life yourself, too.
1: Yeah, I do both of those things.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's so important because I know that there are so many people that have that split. And I've been there myself, too where it's like, I'll go to a show, but then I don't feel like, especially in the academic world, and that was, that was my hesitancy about um, focusing on it as my dissertation topic. I hate to say it, but I didn't think that it was worthy of academic reflection. I didn't think that it would be accepted. And thankfully, I had a committee that said, yes, Leah, you need to do this. So the world needs it, the world wants it. And um,
1: yeah, the world is craving it. I mean, it's pretty obvious of the like when we were able to go to shows, the like, uh, it's like a billion dollar industry of live music. So people yeah. are are really into it. And our job and what we're doing with this podcast is helping you to integrate that experience and bringing the health aspect to it so it can have the greatest impact on your life and the life of the people that you take care of and that you love and that you're friends with and family with too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let it ripple out.
1: Yeah. And so what does live music mean to you?
0: Yeah, I I certainly experience those same feelings and I love all of them. And for me, like I said, it really comes down to the, the release and the recharge and the realignment if I were to put it into three different phases, um, especially doing the work that I do working with patients and which takes a lot of energy and live music for me is such a a joyful and blissful and like ecstatic experience. And I need that, that kind of like ecstatic experience in my life to just keep me going and to really keep my battery full and my cup full so that I can remain inspired to keep moving through this life at the highest potential, which is something that I I, like intend to do and I strive to do for me it's a spiritual experience it was it was my first spiritual experience where like I really felt connected to something larger than myself and was able to feel like the essence of me and the essence of everybody around me and I absolutely believe that certain bands are like so channeling divine pouring through them so having that spiritual experience coming back home to myself, and then I just love experience experiencing collective joy yes. with so many other people. It's just like the best thing ever, and now that I have experienced it, I can't not experience it. So I, like you, it's like I am certainly missing the fact that I'm not seeing live music right now, but I'm holding on to the knowing that it will happen again and when it does happen again it's going to feel so good and in the meantime I'm going to take everything that I have gotten from it and reconnect to it when I need to and continue talking about it with other people like yourself and all the interviews that we're going to do because every time I talk about it I get energized about it and it, it just keeps me going.
1: Yeah. Even when we were both like, I talked about the lights go down and then you brought it up again about the lights going down. And when you were saying it, I had goosebumps all over. Mm -hmm. And like part of that is looking around and seeing everyone and the collective energy of everyone being like, oh my gosh, what is about to happen? Mm -hmm. And then when they hit their note and everyone starts just like erupting and dance, it's Mm -hmm. so amazing. And I miss that so much. And like I said before, I'm so grateful that we both have gotten to experience that. And a lot of you out there have gotten to experience that we are so lucky and we can now bring that into our daily lives. And, and if we can do it now, when there's no music, imagine, or no live music, imagine what's going to happen when it's back. And then you have all these tools under your belt. It's going to change your life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned for many, many amazing episodes. We have a couple that are going to be coming out right away after this first episode uh, with Joel Cummins and with Zach Gill. And so that's really exciting. We can't wait for you guys to listen to those and check those out. And then we have a whole long list of, of fun people that we're going to be interviewing after that too. Anything else that our listeners should know for now?
1: I don't. Well, I guess if you want to find me, um, my website is rockinglife.com.
0: Yeah.
1: And there's lots of things on there um, for you to explore and look at. Um, I have lots of things in my blog and I've guided meditations and can learn about all the retreats and all the things that I do. And then also I'm really active on Instagram and mm-hmm. my handle there is rockinglife with two underscores after it. So I would love it if you gave me a follow, I'll follow you back. Um, I love my feed is like so full of beautiful live music fans and I get to learn so much about all of you and I love it. So um, I would love to connect with you in that way.
0: Well, I think that covers it for now. Uh, We're super happy to have you here listening to us and we can't wait to, to be on this journey with you and I think we'll go ahead and say goodbye for now.
1: Yeah. We love you and share this with all of your friends. Get the word out so everyone can get a little dose of health hugs and rock and roll.
0: Yes, please do.
1: And I'm Tara Lee, just in case you forgot.
0: And I am Leah, sometimes known as Dr. Leah Taylor. Yes. Yay. Thank you all for listening so much. Yeah. We'll be back soon. Bye. Bye.